0: This podcast has adult themes and mature subject matter. Some listeners may find the language offensive and raunchy. Others will find it hilarious and relatable. Either way, you have been warned.
1: Welcome to Lousy Dates, your weekly podcast offering up a cornucopia of awkward human dating rituals, embarrassing gaffes, and good old-fashioned jerks. We take stories submitted by listeners like you and broadcast them to the world. Today, we have three amazingly bad dates to share with you. Mixing business and pleasure, the serial dater, and the coffee shop cutie.
0: Whether you're a hopeless romantic or whether you've decided to jump ship and join a monastery, we have something for you every Saturday morning. Take your walk of shame with us. We're your hosts, Sarah and Rachel. Let's spend some time together with some lousy dates.
1: All right, Sarah, what do we got first?
0: So first we're going to talk about mixing business and pleasure. And this was submitted by Ava in Oshawa. I was finishing up school and worked off campus at a local eatery. One day we had a new coworker named Dre start. Dre was tall and naturally very muscular. He was hilarious and had a smile that completely melted my heart. Dre and I were often scheduled together and we hung out after work with the rest of our team. Within a few weeks, it was pretty obvious to everyone, including Dre, I was into him. We often took the bus in the mornings together to work. When he got on, he'd always sit with me and he didn't seem to mind me curling up to him and he would always have his arm around me. His scent was intoxicating and I could not get enough of being around him in and outside of work. After one particularly busy week, Dre, myself and about seven others from work decided that we needed to blow off some steam. We made plans to all meet up after work at a bar close by that had cheap drinks later in the week. I got ready with some of the girls before heading over for some pre-drinks. Before heading out, we played some drinking games, and as usual, Dre and I flirted throughout the evening. Once we got to the bar, we spent the night dancing and drinking. It was the night out we all needed. As we were starting to say our goodbyes, Dre came over to me. He leaned over and whispered, Should you? You should crush at my place tonight. And he didn't need to ask me twice. We hopped into a cab and headed back to his basement apartment out of his parents' place. We started making out, and I was on cloud nine. I'd been so into Dre, and now I was sitting on his bed making out with him. He was an excellent kisser. Things started to heat up, and after fooling around for a bit, we grabbed a con- condom from his nightstand. That's when things took a turn. Dun-dun-dun-dun dre couldn't stay hard like at all we tried a few things and it was clearly not going to happen i don't know if it was the whiskey dick or just plain performance issues but it was clear we would not be having sex i didn't want things to be awkward so we continued to fool around a little before going to bed in the morning i could tell he was feeling embarrassed i knew he was likely mortified i would tell everyone at work who saw us leaving together i genuinely liked dre as a person and let him know I wasn't going to tell anyone about what did or didn't happen after we left the bar. He was very appreciative and continued to cuddle and caress me. Honestly, I was fine with things, how things played out and still really enjoyed myself. We continued to flirt and he always gave me special attention at work and when we all went out, we made out a few more times but we never tried to hook up again. People asked us if we were hooking up but we never confirmed or denied it. Eventually, I got a new job and we parted ways. But I hope Dre was able to get this freak on after we parted.
1: So let's talk about this. Let's unpack it. Um, The first thing I'd like to say is, uh, gentlemen, there is no shame in a lack of performance at any time for any reason. It happens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The second thing I want to say is, if it does happen, mouth love is always an acceptable alternative. (laughs)
0: Uh, I think we can finish the episode. That's the only yeah. takeaway we need.
1: <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're having performance issues. Another thing I think is a takeaway from this is don't share those performance issues with others. You know, I think it could have been very awkward and uncomfortable for Dre. So I really have to give it to Ava for being like, hey, man, like, we're not going to...
1: Talk about a this. A gentle woman and a scholar.
0: <laughs> she probably <laughs> would have been a gentle lover had he ever got the chance.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think that she handled it like a very classy broad, so kudos. Um, but can we can we just focus on two other things here? Mm-hmm. One, I love that they pre-drink. Uh, I am of an age uh, where that was so fucking long ago <laughs> that I'd like... <laughs> pre-drink what is oh yeah that's when you drank before you drank because you couldn't afford the drinks
0: (laughs) exactly exactly um pre-covid we were still pre-drinking now just the thought of the time i would go out to the bar really just shakes me to the core so pre-drinking i'm sorry
1: um as recently as 2020 in january or february you were still pre-drinking
0: it's this is accurate
1: Oh, okay. I just wanted to confirm my facts there and uh, you're dead to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I get it. Cause, um, yeah, it can be very pricey to drink, not at your house. So, and now you can't even leave your house. So now you're just always pre-drinking.
0: <laughs> Been training for you're this for years. Since
1: March, 2020. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Still waiting. Um, what do we have next?
1: So. Uh, <laughs> all right, Sarah. So up next is this cereal dater from Brooklyn in Pickering.
0: I love that. All right. Let me have a sip of my tea. This is lavender tea that I got for Christmas from a beautiful friend of mine. Yeah, it's so, so delicious. Yeah, but if I fall asleep instantly, you know why?
1: <laughs> <laughs> because because there was roofies in that tea. <laughs> <laughs> and they are not actually a great friend. They are trying to drug you. <laughs>
0: I have a great roofie story that's for another day
1: Oh, (laughs) okay whoa (laughs) but there's let's unpack that a great (laughs) roofie story uh were you the one giving the roofies (laughs) because that's what it sounds like at first take (laughs)
0: um okay now I gotta go through the story yeah (laughs) now now you have to tell me so um a few years ago me and a group of uh, my girlfriends we were gonna go out uh, and we went to a bar downtown that we often frequented at that era in our lives.
1: Was this a pre-drinking era? Oh wait you never you never left that era continue.
0: (laughs) So uh, we got I don't want to say sloppy drunk but like that that is how drunk we were Um, and it was just the four of us we were having a blast and we all went to the bathroom at the same time usually we'd have one person up watching the drinks But we just, for whatever reason, didn't even think of it. And a man ended up buying our one friend a drink. So then we all came back from the bathroom like, oh, my God, we left this drink. It was from this dude. Like, what if there's rupees in it? So the only logical thing to do in that situation.
1: Oh, my God. I know exactly where you're (laughs) going with this. And I love it. Say it. Say it out loud.
0: We split the drink four ways. Yes. Yes. I knew that
1: that's what you were going to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we figured if we were going to be roofied, we were going to be roofied together. Oh, friends uh, to the end. I love it. Uh, luckily. We're all in all for one. <laughs> yeah. So really great team bonding experience there. <laughs> <laughs> luckily we weren't roofied.
1: But talk about a trust exercise. So like, can't we just fall backwards into each other's arms? No. <laughs> Take a drink. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So another. So you weren't roofied.
1: Sorry. I just want to. No,
0: we weren't roofied. Luckily, uh, which was great. And safety notice: if you think a drink could potentially be roofied, instead of splitting it with all your friends so you can (laughs) all be roofied together, get a new drink.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, hot tip. Um. Although I mean, let's. We've all talked. We've talked about this. Drinks are expensive. So. I feel like that was a legit decision at the time it was um but also um can I can I just say that I think you would have really had a promising career in a secret society
0: what do you mean you think I would have
1: oh all right let's get into uh the serial dater
0: okay but thank
1: you for sharing that about yourself and uh very glad that you and your three friends didn't get roofied
0: me too yeah all right, so let's take a dive into the serial data story, and this was submitted from Brooklyn and Pickering. Way back in 2012, I was about six months single after I'd left a bad three-year relationship. I was scrolling on Facebook one day, and I received a message from a boy we'll call Jesse. He was extremely charming and was very romantic, both in person and over text. He continually doted on me and gave me all of his attention. We were hanging out every day and texting constantly when we weren't together. After about a month and a half of our continuous time together, we decided we weren't going to make it a Facebook official or anything, but we were going to stop dating others and start seeing each other exclusively. A week or so after our exclusive chat, I was over at his place. I noticed that there was a woman's necklace on his coffee table. I thought it was a little weird since he lived alone. It felt a little, I felt a little shy about it and didn't want to seem suspicious or crazy, so I didn't mention it. A few weeks later, I noticed woman's sunglasses, but again, I didn't mention it to him. We continued dating for another three or four months. Things were pretty good, and besides being a little weird about leaving his phone around me, things seemed to be going well. I was at home one night, and I received a text from an unknown number that said, What's up, bitch? You ready to be curb stomped? I was like, pardon me? Who the fuck is texting me this nonsense? I replied, bla- I replied back casually, asking who it was, assuming it was the wrong number. The mystery number quickly replied, you know who I am, you home-wrecking whore. I was genuinely, I was genuinely so confused at this point, and I kept replying, asking who it was. After a few uncomfortable exchanges, they finally responded that it was Emily. Jesse's girlfriend. Now I was freaking out. Jesse and I were exclusive, or so I thought. And who the fuck was Emily? I said I was confused and asked if she would call me. Seconds later, we were on the phone. We ended up talking for over an hour. Emily had been dating Jesse for over a year and a half, which explained the random ladies' items I found around his house. I assured her I legitimately had no idea and that Jesse had fully fooled me into thinking that he and I were exclusive. She believed me and told me that he was also cheating on her with another girl, Caitlin, who was one of Emily's supposed best friends. What the hell was going on here? After I got off the phone, I messaged Jesse asking about both girls, and unsurprisingly, he immediately denied it. I promptly blocked and deleted his number and found out his girlfriend, Emily, broke up with him. But the other girl continued to talk to him, at least until he dumped her for yet another girl. Needless to say, he was a d- douchebag and I dodged a bullet. Thanks, Emily. Yikes. Yeah, yikes.
1: Um. So a few things that I think Um. I had questions and maybe Sarah, you can help me answer. Mm-hmm. Um. When does one go Facebook official? Is that even a thing in 2021? Because this was way back in 2012. So maybe, you know, in the 10 years since this happened, like, I don't think people care about Facebook status, do they?
0: I don't think now it's such a big deal, but I definitely remember in that era seeing someone and like, you know, when you put it on Facebook, like you were like making it known to the public. Like, mm,
1: Right. Mm. It was like your, your press release, like, Hey, we're dating.
0: Yeah. It's mm. not valid until at least you get 27 likes and 15 comments.
1: Yeah, exactly. And what, like, wasn't there the it's complicated status?
0: Mm-hmm. But you that's couldn't awkward. use that. You couldn't use yeah, that. That's, that's really
1: that's really awkward though. Like, uh, hey, we're dating. Oh no, it's complicated. Like what a um what's what's a thirst trap for attention? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? An attention trap?
0: <laughs>
1: a cry for attention. Yeah. A cry for help yeah That's they,
0: essentially if someone ever had that as their status and like I probably had it at one point like that but oh, um, I
1: definitely did but I also wore a lot of black eyeliner
0: yeah I was I was a mess so <laughs>
1: no I I feel that deeply um okay so the other question I had is who threatens to curb stomp someone especially over someone like Jesse it's more my aversion to confrontation but like i would never text someone and be like oh my god because i feel like one it would be like an extreme loss of dignity on my part like showing that i cared and two um i would just be kind of like well he's a fucking dirtbag
0: yeah but i think depending on the ages when when a betrayal happens especially like a cheating we Mm. often see a lot of girl on girl hate Mm. is the Mm. first thing that happens before you know, anyone's hating on the the man in the situation. At least in my experience, what you do you know? think that is? Like, I know
1: mm-hmm. neither of us are doctors, trained psychologists, or sociologists. We're not anthropologists. In fact, we're qualified to do nothing. We're not even qualified to do this podcast. But um, tell me, Sarah, what do you think it is that women attack women before they would, you know, really, you know, point the finger in the right direction?
0: Yeah. So if we're going to be uh, straight up about it, I think it's because we've been conditioned all of our lives. When anything goes wrong, it's always a female's fault. Mm, preach, preach girl. Mm-hmm. I love so that. I think that's the main reason. Uh, it also seems that girls are able to get angrier and myself included at times. It's easier to get angry at another female than it is to get angry at a man in the sense that like you don't know the in this situation like you don't know well so maybe you do sometimes know the girl but like you don't know this person
1: Mm. so it's
0: easier to just displace all your anger on them but uh you know if someone's cheating on you don't hate on the other girl or boy or whoever it is well
1: Mm -hmm. I think that you have a valid point though um because I was thinking about the anger being displaced and I mean Displaced is maybe not the right word because I think you have a right to be angry at whoever. Like, well, however, you're feeling is fine, but um, also think about it this way: it's probably easier to get really rageful at another woman because you can probably hold your own in a fight <laughs> if it comes to that. But if you know, if you express extreme rage towards a man. Um, I mean, it could end really badly for you, like, in a very real way. So it's probably easier to just, like, give him a pass um, and, like, kind of just, like, oh, what a jerk. But, like, the real problem is her um, because she presents less of a like, actual physical threat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That makes sense. Um, And then the other thing I was thinking as well is um, I feel like not so much these days, like parenting has changed a lot, as well as like, you know, having conversations like this. But think about this, Uh, back in the day, and not so, so long ago, women were basically taught to like, compete for men, like you would only go to college or get a job because you thought it might snag you a better marriage prospect. So if you were, you know, in the, um, in a profession where there was that was kind of why you were there, and there's other women sort of you know, pulling from the same dating pool, you would see them as competition and be like, hey, you know, they're all vying for these rich doctors and lawyers um, and see them as competition to, you know, potentially your marital bliss and financial protection. So, I mean, we've come some ways from that. And I think like, I don't personally know a lot of people who are like really hard on sleeve in that respect, but I mean- think of how many people like, well, do you make six figures? Because if you don't and you're not six foot five, I'm not dating you. <laughs> and that's part of it. I mean, that's that uh, sort of lizard brain, you know, need to have mm-hmm. uh, male protection to be a fully formed woman sort of attitude.
0: No, I, I completely agree. and And I think you raise a good point when you say about the six figure income and have to be six, five as well. I think it kind of ties in with that. Uh, you know, I remember going like looking at, you know, potential suitors for my friends on Tinder and stopping, and, you know, going through it with them. And there was some that seemed to be really aligned with them. And I was like, Oh, like, Oh, you're not swiping. Right. The whatever side you swipe to match, you're not doing yeah, that. Yeah. Like, no, like, it doesn't seem like they have a legit enough job. And I'm like, you are working in a job that you don't even like, why do they have to have their shit together? So I think it does go back to those, you know, values that have been instilled in us for years and years and years that uh, you need a man as a provider. So yeah, of course, you're not going to get mad at your provider. You're going to get mad at the home wrecking whore.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Also um, another question, how would you respond to a text like that? What would you do?
0: Um, well, I'm a little pussy. So <laughs> I would maybe respond back. But like, honestly, I'd probably block and delete it.
1: Um, mm, I love your strength there. See, I would be too curious. I'd be like, who the hell is this? I need to know I need to know more. Um, and then it, I mean, honestly, I'm also a coward. So um, once I found out the whole sort of situation, I'd be like, Oh, thanks for telling me. I hope you find that dumb bitch. But like, that's not me. Wrong number. <laughs> Then, yeah, delete and block.
0: I like that strategy as well.
1: Yeah, the the coward's way out, for sure. That's that's all me.
0: Uh, the other thing I'd like to bring up from this story is the fact that, you know, um, Brooklyn saw a few warning signs. Mm, girl, yes. <laughs> and the fact that she felt that she didn't want to say anything because she didn't want to be perceived as, you know, uh, a little bit overbearing jealous or, or yeah. jealous.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, can I say, I actually wrote down the comment, um, Brooklyn is not Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> there were so many clues. There was first the necklace and then there was the, uh, what was it, lady sunglasses. I mean, those are fairly intimate items. Like it's not like, oh, um, you know, an elderly woman's purse that he obviously found on the bus and like was meaning to return to someone. (laughs) It's like a necklace. When do you take off a necklace? Mm -hmm. If your hair is caught in it from making out um, if you're having a shower or a bath and it's, you know, not something that you want to wear in there. I don't know when you're doing extreme sports, those are the only instances I can think of. And I feel like those are all things that you do with like, you know, people You're close to you're not just like, Hey, I met you for the first time. I'm gonna take off my necklace in your apartment. That's cool, right?
0: I'm gonna leave it here.
1: Yeah, that yeah. and
0: scatter bobby pins all over. Oh,
1: bobby <laughs> pins, the glitter of the dating world.
0: Uh, no, I, I agree, but I also just, you know, whether you're in uh, any relationship, if you see something like that, mention it. If they're gonna freak you out, see and act, yeah, if see they're something. gonna act like you're in the wrong or being jealous for a simple question. It doesn't have to be accusatory. Just like, Mm. oh, I noticed this necklace. Where is this from? Or, you know, just bring it up casually.
1: I would be a real bitch and I'd take it. And I'd be like, ooh, you got me a necklace. How thoughtful. (laughs) I love that. Ooh, you got me sunglasses. How thoughtful. And then in my, you know, vindictive brain, I'd be like, ha ha ha, try explaining it to that bitch. (laughs) where did my necklace go? Oh, my other girlfriend took it. (laughs) (gasps) Anyway, just, just a thought.
0: I love that. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, in addition to being a coward, I'm also passive aggressive. (laughs) Um, can I just say though that we missed a real opportunity here and I'm, I'm really disappointed with both of us. How did we not call this, uh, story Jesse's girl?
0: You know what? Springfield is
1: rolling in his grave.
0: It's true. Um, Maybe
1: he's alive, but (laughs) (laughs) this killed him. Sorry, (laughs) Rick. He's
0: dead now. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: missed opportunity. Anyway.
0: Well, now that uh, I'm sad and depressed, why don't you take us on over to the last uh, episode or (laughs) the last story we have today?
1: Easy, Dr. Dre. All right. This one is called The Coffee Shop Cutie and it's by Karen in Toronto. I worked in a coffee shop for a summer when I was in university. It was on a main drag and it was a hub of activity for locals. There was a ton of regulars. Most worked at local businesses in the area and some were commuters on their way downtown from Greek town. I started to get to know them and would look forward to their orders. Sometimes getting them ready at a certain time every day anticipating their arrival. A certain Canadian celebrity we'll call R. Mercer, who had a certain report, was one of them. We didn't become friends, and he never learned my name. Cool story, huh? There was a regular who we will call Brian, who worked at the bookstore next to the coffee shop. All summer, he came in, and we would talk books or music or coffee. He was cool. I liked him. One day, he asked if I'd check out the Italian Futurist exhibit at the Art Gallery of Ontario, I had not uh, seen it, and it was an exhibit I was really excited for. But alas, there was a shortage of Italian futurist aficionados in my life. Brian asked if I would go with him, and I readily agreed. He proposed drinks on a patio beforehand. I happen to love drinks, so I readily agreed to those too. We met up the following weekend at a little Mexican cantina and had margaritas on the patio. I ordered chimichangas because it's fun to say, and they are delicious. Brian and I got to know each other better, and it was really pleasant. We went to the museum and the exhibit was fabulous. As we left, Brian asked if I wanted to grab some dinner, but I let him know that my boyfriend was expecting me home. So I'd have to take a rain check. A look of surprise uh, came over Brian's face. Boyfriend? Wow, so he's okay with this? Yeah, why wouldn't he be? Then Brian started going on about how progressive that was and how interesting it was that an open relationship worked for some people. Whoa, Brian. We are not in an open relationship. I just had lunch and checked out the museum with my friend. My boyfriend is okay with it because it's an afternoon with a friend.
0: I didn't hear from Brian for months. Well, that, uh, I'm going to be honest. The most exciting part of this was hearing about an alleged celebrity that uh, (laughs) entered the store. I happen to (laughs) love me some...
1: Our Mercer report?
0: Yeah, yeah. I've never uh, watched
1: uh, that show.
0: (laughs) Um, So you're not actually Canadian. I like
1: that this didn't involve roofies or cheating or anything really horrible, actually. There's no erectile dysfunction. Uh, So this is one of our very tame stories. Um, So Brian, (laughs) you sweet, sweet, foolish man. (laughs) you got friend zoned
0: he did get friend zoned he got friend zoned hard
1: yeah and like he didn't even realize it until uh it was too late
0: now do you think that when uh the the invite happened about checking out the art gallery do you think that that brian should have maybe or karen Someone should have, you know, stated like a date or not a date or as friends. Do you think anyone should have had that conversation ahead of time?
1: Yeah, you know, I think we would need to know more details about Karen and Brian. But like from my perspective, I don't ever make assumptions about the intention of the other person. Like if someone says to me like, hey, Rachel, let's go to the grocery store. I'm like, okay, so this is a grocery store outing. Cool. I'm not like, hey, I think we're probably going to get married and have three kids. Like, I just don't connect the two. I mean, also, I've been told I don't pick up on social cues. So, um, I mean, my own husband uh, was proposing to me and I didn't realize it for a good 10 minutes until he was basically done the proposal. (laughs) So, I'm okay, I'm I'm bad to ask. How about you, Sarah? (laughs) What do you think?
0: Um, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, we've had a few uh, stories in general where Mm -hmm. the intent hasn't been shared and there's someone has been thinking it's a date or going to be a hookup and the other person's like, oh, no, 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 wrong lane. So,
1: yeah, yeah, given that, given the frequency um, that we hear this in our office, (laughs) and by office, I mean, we don't have an office, um, nor professions that would necessitate an office. Um, but given the frequency with which we hear this, um, I would say you're right. Maybe there is some clarification required, especially if you do like the person and that's why you're inviting them out. Like, I mean, like, like,
0: like, like, but maybe it's
1: just too awkward. Is it too awkward to be like, would you like to begin a courtship? Should I telephone your father?
0: Uh, You know, all my courtships, including my current one, started with um, that very question followed by an intricate dance. So
1: I like that. Um, Yes, mine did not. Uh, I didn't realize I was actually dating the person until, you know, we moved in together. And then it was like, oh, look at us living together. I guess we're in a relationship now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so I have three of your kids guess we're in a relationship guess it's pretty serious maybe i should change my facebook status <laughs> my husband is weeping quietly in a corner right now <laughs> where i like him
0: <laughs> i was gonna say oh you've let him out of the cage
1: yeah just just for his weekend trip up to, up the stairs <laughs> um but yeah no I I think that uh the less awkward thing to do is always you know lead with honesty hey I think that you are a cool individual and I would love to take you out Mm -hmm. because I feel like that feels pretty datey doesn't it yeah
0: I think maybe you know if you're interested in someone romantically give them some sort of sign like literally call it a date or or whatever a t-shirt
1: that says we're on a date I'm Mm -hmm. on a date with this beautiful person and then an arrow
0: uh don't recommend that if you'd like to have a second date uh, maybe just bring a suitcase
1: <laughs> <laughs> just bring a suitcase or a dildo glove
0: and you know but hey anytime you can get some chimichangas and go to an art exhibit do it
1: yeah yeah I mean she was living her best life mm-hmm. no judgment I think uh I mean it's Karen's boyfriend what were you thinking chimichangas and <laughs> you should have tagged along maybe Brian would have footed the bill um <laughs> anyway all right so what were our takeaways from today sarah the first uh mixing business and pleasure key takeaway for you
0: um everybody has boner problems sometimes
1: Mm, mm. don't
0: talk about it with your friends let it be what it'll be and no shame no shame for that yeah
1: i would agree with that uh Sometimes things don't work out the way you hope they would. So improvise and everybody be classy about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. well said. Also, this would be another great time that we could bring out the dildo glove.
1: Yeah, I mean, why why have just one boner when you could have five that never end?
0: Non-stop bone town. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, that's like Bone City right there. Population five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God. I'm glad only seven people listen to this.
1: Oh, I know. And I'm 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 sad that two of them are my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Sunday dinners just got a whole lot more awkward. All right. The serial data. What was your key takeaway, Sarah?
0: My key takeaway. Oh, Sorry, from- sorry.
1: Wait. Jesse's girl. What was your key takeaway, Sarah? Uh,
0: for Jesse's girl, my key takeaway was if you see signs that make you feel like uneasy or that there may be some deceptive behavior going on, bring them up casually. Doesn't have to be accusatory. Doesn't have to start a fight, you know, but bringing up these things, should not you shouldn't feel shame for that either.
1: Hey, and how about this? If you don't feel like you can bring them up, Is that the kind of relationship you really want to be in?
0: Oh, well said.
1: Mm, I'm on fire tonight with this. I'm like Dr. Ruth, but without being a doctor or named Ruth.
0: It's true. It Uh, is true. All those things. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. My biggest takeaway from it is if you find items that you think may belong to another person and they're cheating on you, take those items.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Get to robbing them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Rob that bitch before she threatens to curb stomp your ass. (laughs) We did say that we were from Oshawa, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, if they don't know by now.
1: You can take the girl out of the schwa, but you can't take the schwa out of the girl.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's a whole other episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We are going to have a whole Oshawa dedicated episode, I think. And uh, consider this your call to action, (laughs) Oshwayans.
0: You dirty schwa
1: yeah, you dirty Schwars. Send us your stories. We know you have them. We know they're replete with baby mama drama and, you know, fighting on the front lawn of your friend who lives on Olive Avenue. We know. We know who you are. We know you're out there. We've driven by you and judged.
0: Uh, actually, you know what? That's a call for in general. We have no baby mama drama stories that we've received so far.
1: No, no, we don't. Um, maybe that should be a theme. We have uh, upcoming themes, baby mama drama, missed connections, and open relationship hijinks.
0: Love it. Yeah. Love it.
1: All right. What's your key takeaway for coffee shop cutie? Don't be boring or else we'll make your story be last.
0: (laughs) No, it's not a boring story, savage.
1: Oh, sorry. I thought that that's what you were implying. I was like, well... I guess if you're going to be a bitch about it, so will I, just to make sure that we're both bitches. I mean, it's like the roofie colada. i will take a sip.
0: <laughs> roofie colada. How have we never come up with a name for that? We just refer it to as, oh, do you remember the roofie night? <laughs> um, uh, but for coffee shop cutie, I think the main takeaway from here is, you know, uh, don't assume that you're on a date when you ask someone to do an activity.
1: I just think that that's so foolish to just think, hey, this person must be romantically interested in me. You don't know that. Make sure that you're clear on your intentions because then it can save you, you know, the cost of a chimichanga and margarita and museum entry fee.
0: That was a, that was a good one. So I just want to thank you all for joining us for another episode of Lousy Dates. If you have an awkward, embarrassing, or horrific dating story, we want to hear it. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Lousy Dates. Do you have an awkward, embarrassing, or horrific do- dating story? We want to hear from you. Submit your bad dates by visiting our website, www.lousydatespodcast.com or emailing us at lousydates@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: Can't get enough of Lousy Dates? Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at lousy dates Podcast. For m- more fun, and we'll see you on next week's Walk of Shame. Later, daters.
0: My head. In my eyes, like I'm never
1: I love it on so many levels because, like, first of all, like it's for the person who wants to have all their dildos, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> I'm
0: just gonna keep these handy. <laughs> Rachel, oh god, I love it.
1: Tired of mixing up your dildos. <laughs> anyway, you hate when
0: you're using well one dildo and the other's just out of reach.
1: <laughs> it's the worst.
0: Jesse was fun in the sheets and we had an even better time in the streets. Nope, we read that wrong. So please submit your, just let me try that again. Cause I just was adding words and taking words out. And...
1: It felt like you were falling off a cliff and hitting your head <laughs> on things on the way down.
0: I was, I was, thank you for joining. <laughs> uh. All right, let's try that one more time.